0: Hello, and welcome to the Creative Christians Chat Show. I'm Brendan Conboy, the dog in the pod. This show is bursting with creative stories, ideas, and inspiration with a Christian perspective. So let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Creative Christians Chat Show, and my guest today is Bobby Cole, or, or should I say Bobby
1: Ann Cole? Oh, there's a story behind that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Brendan. Thank you for having me. I'll tell you the story. Um, as you know, I'm a, a Christian writer, and yeah. um, there I discovered with, when I was bringing out my first book that um, there was a Bobby Cole who's fairly well-known in the States, and she writes erotic fiction. <laughs> so... The space for Bobby Cole was taken as far as I was concerned, and I became Bobby Ann Cole, which is my second name, Ann.
0: Right. Do you ever get confused, the two of you? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I haven't been confused with her yet, um, but uh, if ever I'm interviewed in the States, they always say, Bobby (laughs) Ann. (laughs)
0: It would be interesting if someone's looking for some erotic fiction and they come across some Christian fiction, wow. Well,
1: that would do them good then, (laughs) wouldn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you are an author. You're also uh, a teacher of writing. That's right. And a speaker as well. Yeah. Uh, And I know you through the Association of Christian Writers.
1: Yeah, I'm the outgoing competitions manager. I've just... I uh, just ceased from doing that. I had done it for the best part of three years. Um, but having moved to Canada from the UK, yeah. it made it really inconvenient to go to meetings. <laughs> however, I, however, I did get to the 50th Jubilee weekend away in June, and that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I didn't make it. So, uh, yeah. so what part of Canada are you in?
1: <laughs> I'm in eastern Canada. Um the, the province of New Brunswick, everybody has to look at the map to see where that is. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's between Quebec and the state of Maine in the States.
0: Yeah. Okay, I know where it is.
1: Oh, good. I'm pretty good
0: with geography. So. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Um, let's just
0: let people know, let the listeners know a little bit more about you. Uh, you know, you're a Christian, we, you know, obviously. This I is am. I have Christian. a Jewish,
1: Jewish background. Right. Um, so... Um, what can I say? Um, I became a Christian in 2007, um, and I was I was in Israel, and I was looking for meaning and purpose for my life, having had um, cancer and various other problems, health problems that went with that, that had led to the demise of my marriage and my business. Right. And so I was looking for meaning and purpose and spirituality and decided as a, as a Jew to go to Israel and look for it. And um, a Christian friend from Canada called me a stinker when she knew I was going and said, <laughs> I'm coming with you. So she came with me. We went um, we went to synagogue on, in Jerusalem on the Friday night and we might just as well have been invisible there. Really?
0: But then
1: once she had come. to the synagogue with me I could not say no to going to the uh, church that she wanted to go to and so we went to church and that was the beginning of a process that changed my whole life the wave of warmth which I now know to be the Holy Spirit as I walked into that place was it's making me emotional now just to talk about it (laughs) And um, just the whole service um, left me absolutely desperate to go up to the twenty four seven prayer tower at the end of the meeting, right. and I was just hoping she would go with me. And I had been quite huffy and ungracious, really, about going at all, and now I didn't want to leave. Yeah. And uh, it was it was that um, what I was going, what I experienced during the service was a mixture of electricity. Yeah. And balm sitting back in a warm bath it was it was wonderful (laughs) yeah yeah so we went up to the prayer tower and um uh, you could see all the stars, uh, all the all the lights of of Jerusalem twinkling underneath us. It was really lovely, and there was a young South African girl there who who prayed over me, and I said, "I'm not ready. I'm just window shopping." Yeah. <laughs> but she she was insistent <laughs> that, she, that Psalm 37 was appropriate. <laughs> Dwell in the land and do good, and he will give you the desires of your heart.
0: Yeah.
1: and and also she she said, "Now Mary would have." risk being stoned she said and um so you're going to come up against it somewhat so she prayed over me mary's song um when she after the annunciation
0: wow that's that's incredible
1: yeah so i wasn't 100 percent ready to um accept myself as a christian because i knew i was going to get a lot of opposition from friends and family um, but it just—I just started going to churches. Yeah. And, um, I found, I found that I—I—I I, I was absolutely persuaded, and and uh, sat down and knelt down in my bedroom, and um, I thought, oh, I'll just pray for a little while about you know what I've done wrong in my life and what I want forgiveness for. <laughs> and I went on and on and on and on and <laughs> forever. I just kept finding things that I wanted to be forgiven for. Right.
0: And what what was the reaction of your family? In a Jewish family? Oh,
1: they... I well, I actually joined HTB in the start, um, right. Holy Trinity, yeah. Brompton, Nikki Gumbel's church, yeah. and they assumed I had joined a cult. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, and I can remember uh, my daughter-in-law came and she said, she's Canadian, and she said, when I was young. Um, they had Jews for Jesus on the street, she said, and they would steal your identity and they would steal your history and that was her her attitude. Wow. I'm very happy to say that now everybody has accepted, even that I pray and say grace before a meal yeah yeah good, good. Mm.
0: and you've you wrote a book based on on your visit to to Israel and that whole experience uh, a book called love triangles.
1: Uh, well, actually, uh, before that, there was She Does Not Fear the Snow, which is which includes the story that I've just oh, told yeah, yeah. about, about, um, which is my journey to faith, it, it, echo, it echoes the story of Ruth, in yeah. that she was brought to accept uh, faith in, in in the land, and then was led to meet and marry her Boaz. And I ended up meeting and marrying my friend's brother. Yeah. My friend who'd come to called me a stinker and come to Israel with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: That's that's Butch that you're
1: That's Butch, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's not his real name. No. Um, we we'll call him we we'll uh, call him Boaz. Yes, he is. He's my Boaz. <laughs> he is wonderful. Love Triangles is a story about um it's it's yeah, if uh, she does not fear the snow. Is a memoir, and I suppose you could term love triangles a memoir also. But it's it's also a nonfiction book about what it means to be a Christian or a Jewish believer living in Israel. Uh, there are joys. Obviously, you can see Jesus in every landscape. You can see you can be in the market, and it's almost like he might be standing next to you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there are huge challenges. You have crossed a line. You are a traitor, as far as the Jews oh, are concerned. A,
0: that's a strong word, traitor.
1: You no, know, you're a traitor. to you know, you can, It's funny because um, Netanyahu was always banging on about how religiously tolerant Israel was. Yeah. And my husband and I, we were, we were able to make Aliyah and become immigrants and live there because of my background. And um, so netanyahu would say this and but there was a one exception there was one exception and that's the jews who had crossed a line and become uh, messianic believers or christians yeah so i was creeping around a lot in israel i loved israel it's a hard country to live in Um, very draconian uh, powers that the government and police have it's um, much less relaxed than the uk um mm. but it's a wonderful country to live in, but I didn't like creeping around and not being myself.
0: I'm gonna say something that some people might feel offended by, but I, mm. I, I I sometimes think that there's some Christians that actually worship Israel
1: mm. rather
0: rather than worshiping God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How, what is how do you do you think that or
1: well, you you meet a lot in Jerusalem. They have what? Well, there's a name for it. it. It is called Jerusalem syndrome. Right. And um, yes, and some people go around dressed like Jesus.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's very strange. Mm.
1: <laughs> there's, well, that, there's a lot of strangeness in 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 Jerusalem. Uh, right. You know, it's, it's such a melting pot. You've got Arabs. Yeah. You've got Ultra orthodox and and the, the you know the ones with the beaver hats don't like the ones with the the, the felt hats and uh, or the wrong collar and wow. uh, or the wrong knickerbockers or trousers or whatever they're wearing um, and they all squabble amongst themselves. So um,
0: there's so much diversity yet yeah, there's so much division.
1: And there's Christians, of course. There's lots of Christians yeah. there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, you've. T- I'm interested to know about your your family background as well you're you're you've written a book called uh, Lena Levi
1: yeah that's not specifically about my family that's a a work of fiction it
0: is fiction it's it's being
1: Lena Levy and uh, yeah well you can say Levi if you want (laughs) that's fine uh, I just say it being being Lena Levy, which I suppose would be more the Hebrew pronunciation. Right. Um, that's a story set in 1950 of um, a young girl who was on the Kinder transport, and she did not know it, and she thought that mum was mum. I'll explain the Kinder transport in a moment. The uh, she thought mum was mum, but this stranger turns up a rather beautiful exotic stranger and hugs her close. And she turns to mom. And she says, Who is she? And mum says, she's your mother. And that she had no idea. And that begins a journey of finding out who she really is. She is actually the daughter of a Holocaust survivor now living on a kibbutz in Israel, newly formed state of Israel, yeah. 1948, Israel was formed. This is set in 1950. The kinder transport was something rather wonderful that the British government agreed to do, which was to welcome 10,000 Jewish children for the duration of the war that seemed to be inevitable.
0: Yeah.
1: And so they came over in different uh, shipments and boats and um, over a period from 1938 through 1939, uh, I have Lena as she was supposed to come with an older cousin. So the cousin ducked out, and she ended up going to the camps. And um, but so Lena went on her own, and you were supposed to be five to travel. But I have her going through it three, so she doesn't. <laughs> wow. She doesn't. She doesn't remember any of it.
0: No, no. I, I read a little bit about that on your website, and mm. uh, you, you mentioned Mooty.
1: Mooty. 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 Yeah which is just german for mummy.
0: Um, yeah because I I looked that up. Yeah. It, the story inspired me so much I wrote a poem about well I wrote a poem about the holocaust. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Um Yeah. yeah
1: we well, see um Mutti is is um she's she the, the fact that she's called Mutti it shows that she's a, a sort of secular jew. Right. So it didn't really her Judaism didn't really mean very much to her until the Holocaust forced it forced it to me you know forced it so that she it meant something to her and she got herself to Israel after the war and now she's on a kibbutz. Sounds
0: like a very interesting book.
1: I get compliments for it. It is. Uh, yeah. it's something I'm quite proud of, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Let's go back a little bit about, into your, your your life. You mentioned the music industry earlier.
1: I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, drop,
0: drop some names. Who have you worked with?
1: Um,
0: Anyone known?
1: Well, I, my big claim to fame shows my age, I'm afraid, but it's that I, I was behind or involved with the 1982 Christmas number one. Oh, now, you probably that? wouldn't know what that was offhand. It was Ronnie Renato, Save Your Love. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know that song?
0: Yeah, of course I do. <laughs>
1: yeah, save your love, my darling, save your love. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. Very so,
0: cheesy.
1: Yeah, it's very cheesy. <laughs> and what happened was this, this phone call came. I, was, I had a, a manufacturing service. Uh, this phone call came at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's Hollywood Records. Okay, they're supposed to be asleep in Hollywood at the moment. it <laughs> um, never
0: sleep. It, it was
1: holiday- no, it was Hollywood Records in the Upper Clapton Road. <laughs> 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 so I, I happened to be in the area the, the following week. I, went, I would go around and pick up lacquers in the day because this was records. And... Um, so yeah, so Hollywood Records, and uh, as as always, you know, they said this is going to be number one, you know, and this is sometimes that had sometimes that happened, but not yeah, with small small independent labels, and but most of the time it didn't. No. Anyway, so um, we did a thousand of this this record, and then we did uh, another thousand in pink vinyl with um. um white cutouts and heart-shaped shaped cutouts in the sleeve. And then, and he, then he wanted 5,000. And, you know, he was, he was doing okay. And then Terry Wogan picked up on it on his breakfast show on Radio um, 2. And yeah. he played it every morning, every yeah. morning. Reckon so we week. come up, coming up to Christmas, and it's, who's going to be number one? Is it going to be David Essex and Winter's Tale? Or is it going to be us? And it was us! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that, that that's my biggest adventure, I think, to have the Christmas number one, or to be wow. involved in the Christmas number one. Of course, I I wasn't um, creatively involved with the song, but
0: yeah, wow. such an. I've got
1: word, I've but... got gold I've got gold discs downstairs and silver discs uh, yeah. for for different things. There's a lot of Kylie Minogue and uh, right. what else? Um, UB40 that was right. originally on Graduate Records from Manchester. Yeah, yeah
0: wow what a background yeah, really showing my age with
1: this stuff <laughs> yeah maybe we'll, yeah. maybe we'll move on to something else
0: <laughs> yeah but but i'm saying yes 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 like yes i can relate to that so that you yeah. know showing yes, my I know age as well you're a musician
1: yourself yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, oh i tell you who's who's a good friend of mine is the former status quo drummer oh right yeah he's a good yeah. friend actually it's more his wife who's my good friend
0: yeah yeah
1: Otherwise, I don't think I really hang out with anybody famous. No. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I went to the cinema last night, and um, yeah. the lead guitarist that was in Wishbone Ash uh, mm. was, was sat just behind me. Uh, so, yeah, but I know him.
1: <laughs> oh right. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. you were able to talk to him? Yeah.
0: Uh, briefly. Uh, we've yeah, we wa- have watching Top Gun. So. Mm. <laughs>
1: Um, oh right. I want to see that.
0: Oh uh, it's well it's the last night tonight in the UK, so I don't know what it's uh, I'm, I'm
1: in Canada and I haven't checked here, but right. uh, my kids are my kids are raving about it.
0: So Yeah, good film. Mm. Uh so you, you, you briefly mentioned about your cancer as well. And it and Oh it, yeah. Yeah. That's five years of, of a battle.
1: Yes, yes. Um uh, uh breast cancer, um uh, a lot of treatment and um, uh, yeah I had um, at one stage I thought I was clear I was told I was you know there was no trace of the cancer and uh, and so I, I, I was a horse rider and I bought this horse and then this horse was trouble and violently threw me and I broke my hip so I had to Ooh. have surgery for that as well and then um uh i was taking tamoxifen which is uh it can cause all kinds of side effects and it did i got pulmonary embolisms a clot on the lungs so yeah. so it I've, just uh, i was brought down quite low by all of this <laughs> as you can imagine and particularly. i don't have my, to
0: imagine
1: i've been there Yeah. I've oh had you've the, been there oh yeah yeah so um yeah my my ex could not cope I'm afraid he no, he just couldn't cope mm. he yeah he said all the wrong things all the time and did all the wrong things all the time and mm. it's, yeah um, and uh, uh, yeah my business just went west but it possibly would have it would probably would have gone west anyway because this was when streaming and, and and all that was coming in. And um, so um, people weren't wanting records. And uh, when, when we didn't just do the vinyl. Of course, we did CDs. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So people weren't wanting that so much. And the competition was tough. And the price of CDs had just plummeted. So I, we probably would have been in a bad place, but I could have probably started something else.
0: Yeah.
1: If I'd have been well. Yeah.
0: You did recover from cancer, and some... yes,
1: yeah, I'm several twenty years, twenty something years on now.
0: Fantastic, but something else. Your writing came out of it, didn't it? Or
1: well, I, I, I still have a story I wrote when I was six about Hansel and Gretel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I still have that in pencil with all the spelling mistakes quite is spelt C W I T and uh-huh. things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um and I have always enjoyed writing. I had a sort of side um activity that I was I was the um UK correspondent for um the uh, Franco-British Chamber of Commerce and and I, I was I was writing about doing business in France and uh so I, I did and I did belong I did write short stories. Yeah but what I suppose happened was that this was an opportunity now that I was, wasn't running my business anymore was to, um, yeah, to just devote myself to writing. And it was like God said, you're supposed to be writing. You haven't been writing. I'm going to give you this story and you must tell it. And then, so that was my, my, she does not fear the snow book. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I can totally relate to that as well. God saying, mm. this is what I want you to do. Oh, you got yeah. to get and do it. Yeah. And, and if you don't do it, it's, it just, it nags away at you, doesn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I feel sometimes like I've had a call back to Israel and I find that really scary. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You've been working on a book for two years.
1: Yes your yes. current
0: work in progress
1: yeah oh no it's it's i mean i've just finished actually the uh, what, what i call a fair copy which i have sent to an editor for um a, a developmental analysis and content analysis and uh yeah so we'll take it from there though this is yeah i finished it's nearly eighty thousand words
0: is this messiah's mother
1: it's messiah's mother yes it's it's the story of how um using all the gospel mentions of mary,
0: yeah. the
1: story of how she has gone from um mother to disciple um so it starting at the end in she we see that she's a disciple in acts one she's present at the ascension and then she gets to vote on the replacement for judas she's definitely a disciple by that time in medieval paintings they always figured her as being there at pentecost yeah so um where do we begin well we obviously it begins with the annunciation but um the, the, my story really begins with him, his ministry. Right. And um, so I've got the Annunciation and various very important events in, in flashback uh, as, as the plot develops. But Jesus' ministry was bookended by calling his mother woman.
0: Yeah, I know, at the, at he, the wedding.
1: <laughs> yeah, he calls her mother at his first miracle at the wedding at Cana. He calls her a woman, excuse me, at the I've, first miracle at Cana Canada at the wedding. Yes, sorry, Brandon.
0: I would say that's where uh, she started to become a disciple then. She, yes. The, the switch was thrown. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he uh, calls her woman at the cross as well. Woman, this is your son, as he gives yeah. her to John and John to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if you think about the last time that we meet Joseph is when uh, Jesus is 12 and gets lost and or he's not lost, but they're looking for him and uh, we don't see him again. And it's generally accepted that probably Joseph died soon after this. Yeah. You have Jesus having taken over as um, his father's profession and actually being head of the household with a lot of young children there. there. We hear about four brothers and sisters innumerable Mm -hmm. yeah and um so jesus has taken over as head of the household and this is like at least two decades probably because jesus ministry began when he was around 30 luke tells us yeah um at least two decades of his being sort of like them being in in a quasi um marital relationship obviously platonic but um, talking every evening at the fireside, or under the pomegranate tree, or on the roof, depending on what time of year it was, and and about this, that, and the other, and also making plans for his um, ministry. And she's a mum, and even though he's not leaving until he's thirty or so, she gets empty nesting sem- syndrome bad.
0: She doesn't know when he's going to be leaving, though. Yeah. Does... How, oh, he, how... d-
1: he does. He leaves to go to John the Baptist.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. So he goes to be baptized. So that's really when he leaves. Yeah. And, um, of course, when he comes back to preach in Nazareth, it doesn't go very well. No. He nearly gets killed.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so then he can't come back to Nazareth.
0: But that empty nesting thing that you mentioned—I yeah. mean, that, you know—we've chatted about that online, and, and when, mm. you, when you first of all mentioned it, I, I, I thought—is that a modern thing, or did it exist back then?
1: Oh, when you're a mother, you're a mother for life, and they don't need you anymore. And I've certainly been through that.
0: Yeah, that's that's the conclusion I came to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not, not being a mother I had to think like a mother to, and think oh, yeah actually that probably did that was a thing back then and yeah. him, I know. think
1: that's always been a thing yeah um, this this book also has the potential to appeal to anybody that is in in a a teenage situation because of course she is a she's a teen and she's pregnant and uh facing potential stoning at the hands of her own family yeah and so um that that is also all, all um i try to get right inside her head as that's going on
0: so it touches on quite a few issues that are relevant oh, yeah. today. Yeah,
1: a lot, a lot of womenly issues, but I would hope that this, this sort of book would appeal to men as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I've struggled, I'm going to be honest here now, mm. I, until recently I've struggled with biblical fiction mm. uh, because, you know, you're taking the, the, the information we've got from the Bible and you're adding to it. Uh, and, There's uh, a name for it. What, what's that name?
1: Midrash.
0: Midrash.
1: Yes, it's a Hebrew word, and it means "from me," drash, exposition. So, okay. and the and the Jewish um, forefathers and rabbis and thinkers they all did this they would discuss at length every single line in the bible and what does this mean and how does and this this is how on shabbat on the sabbath you get yeah. 39 different types of work you can't do yeah bible doesn't list those 39 (laughs) types. this is this is them extending and um and working out what this means and this is uh ancient you could buy you can actually get from amazon i think it's 12 tome volumes of um a a set of of drasha of of yeah of midrash and so this is there is a certain interest in this. Um, the Chosen is doing it, if oh, yeah. you're yeah. Uh, familiar with that. Yeah. They're doing it big time, yeah. yeah, but really big time. They're giving people all kinds of background stories.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment. It's, it's, not, it's not released yet, but it's uh, a book by Natasha Woodcraft.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Yeah,
0: called The Wanderer Scorned, and mm-hmm. it's the story of Cain and Abel. But yes, uh, I'm yeah.
1: just about to read that. She's just sent me the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, an endorsement copy. Yes. Yeah, I've yeah. got the
0: same one. It's great.
1: <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> now, she, she, now, I lead a group. I have several groups that I lead, uh, free groups. And yeah. uh, one of them is for biblical and historical writers. It's called Fabchel, which is just an an, an acronym, that's the word, yeah. of um, the different letters that go into historical and biblical Christian fiction writers online. And uh, so that makes Fab Chow. And uh, she actually led us last time in um, uh, talking about her book and singing songs.
0: Yeah, it's got loads of songs in it. Yeah,
1: yeah, but she sang them. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful evening. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. I've got to finish the book.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so she's writing Midrash. dress. Um I, I know various other people who are writing me yeah. trash.
0: Yeah. I'm coming round to it.
1: Yeah, it's um you know the Bible is skeletal, it's bare bones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's putting flesh on the bare bones. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 really trying to home ho home, home in on who the characters really were and, yeah. and trying to get a picture of Jesus, which is really hard. Yeah. You know, all the pictures that we've been given of Jesus are. Um, sometimes I think they're very difficult to relate to mm. uh, and um, of course my focus is on Mary in this book but of course it's, it's how Jesus is that is, is Mary's problem he's, mm. he's now for everybody and he's been for her for so long
0: we are running out of time Bobby um, we are are we? When, when, is, when will Messiah's mother come out
1: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Some of that depends how many revisions and rewrites need to be done. And I'm going to hear that quite soon from my editor. Um, A year or two? I don't know.
0: A year? Okay. I look forward to seeing it.
1: It, I feel like it's my life's work. Um, Wow.
0: Yeah. Big um, one. Yeah. I felt that I wrote the Psalms in rhyme. And I mm. felt the same with that. I felt that God was saying to me, everything else you've done before was in preparation for this. Mm. And uh, yeah. So where can people find you? How how can they? So I
1: I um I'm on bobbyandcole.com, all one word, Bobby B-O-B-B-I-E-A-N-N-C-O-L-E, Bobby Ann Cole and without an E.
0: Bobby and Brilliant. Bobby, I'm going to pray for you before we go. Just quickly okay. pray. Uh, thank you. It's been amazing chatting to you and thank you for coming on. Um, wow, what's what a what a testimony, what a story you, you've got. Lord, I thank you for Bobby, for for the, the things that she's been through. She's been through things that have enabled her to, to learn about you, that have brought her to that place of finding out about you and growing deeper in you. And I thank you for all that she's doing now in you and through you, for the books that she's written and especially for this, this current book, for, for Messiah's mother, that we all can't wait to, to see and, and read and, and find out how, how exactly what's gonna be in it. Lord, thank you for, for her giftings, for her talent. You've given her those. and. Uh, I pray now, Lord, that you'll bless the finalisation of this book that she's working on, Messiah's Mother. And I pray, Lord, that anybody listening to this podcast would be moved by what they've heard today. I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Creative Christians Chat Show. It's been great having you here with me today. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. I'm Brendan Conboy and you can find me at brendanconboy.co.uk where you can buy me a cup of coffee if you like to support me and my creative work. Follow me also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. For now though,